0: Hello, everybody. This is Martin Pitella for Life Enthusiast Podcast. And today I have with me Michael Malendres from Soil Secrets, soilsecrets.com. And uh, I think I will do best by letting Michael tell his story. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, in our uh, talk before we started recording, we started sharing notes about how we see health, how we see wellness, how how we come to understand what's really important. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'd love to have you share how you came to realizing that uh, fixing wellness with vitamins was really not the best place to start.
1: Uh, fixing wellness with vitamins um well you know i look at wellness as a um, a total body experience which uh, which means you have to you have to consider the entire uh, physical being and the emotional being uh in order to have wellness and so one of the uh, everything in that's going to be a limiting factor so you know if you're a if you're busy exercising and busy eating a good diet, and but you're not living in a happy place, you're not, you're not content with your life, uh, the type of work you're doing or uh, the way you're living, uh, then you're not going to have wellness. Um, so you, you have to look at the, the total picture. And uh, I, I decided to work in the uh, arena of soil health after I had already worked in the arena of human health. Uh, from back in the early 1980s when I owned a wellness company called Corporate Fit Systems and uh, we considered all the modalities of of wellness uh, as part of that program including exercise and uh, mental health and uh, um, diet etc and I discovered that when I began to analyze people for their diet um By documenting everything that they ate and looking at the data that we had from the USDA concerning how much nutrition should be, for example, in an apple, how much calcium should be in an apple, or how much vitamin C should be in an orange, I became doubtful as to the validity of that information. And and so I began uh, analyzing fresh fruits and vegetables to see, well, exactly how much nutrition is really in our food. Because if I was going to be evaluating somebody's diet by having them keep a log of everything they ate, and then we would we would plug all that information into the computer and get a report telling us, well, you're not getting enough of this or that, or maybe you're getting too much of this or that, then I needed to know um, if the information was accurate that we were depending on. So when I began analyzing fresh fruits and vegetables, and this, remember this is back in 1981, 82, um, I discovered that everything that I had analyzed was running anywhere from 25 to 30% lower in vitamin and mineral nutrition than what the USDA uh, data said it should contain.
0: Yeah. Now This reminds me, just to interrupt slightly, back in 1937, there was a famous congressional report released that said that 80% of mineralization had been lost by 1937 from the original analyses that they ran back when. And it's gone downhill since. Like I remember looking at some other analyses that were comparing uh, regular, not, or yeah, they were comparing organic, regular conventional, and GMO with. mm -hmm. And the GMO corn had... 10% 10% of the mineralization, I think it was magnesium or calcium they were looking at specifically of the organic version of it, right? Like that? Well, and I,
1: and I analyzed uh, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables that were coming from organic certified farms also. And even that was uh, well below what uh, what it should have contained. And, uh, and that reminds me of... Uh, a radio show that I heard a uh, year and a half ago during the height of the COVID uh, uh, pandemic, where uh, um, they were interviewing a medical doctor in Albuquerque. And one of the questions that came up was, should I be supplementing uh, extra vitamin D, and uh, zinc, and vitamin C, et cetera, no, in order no. to strengthen my immune system so I don't get sick from COVID or as sick from COVID? Yes. And the response from the medical doctor was no, that as long as you ate a reasonable diet, then you should be getting everything you need. Well, that 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 uh, basically uh, reveals that the doctor is not aware of the fact that we do have a problem with our um, agricultural uh, farms being able to produce food that is going to provide nutrient dense um, n- nutrition to us. And so there really is no opportunity for a reasonable diet.
0: Mm. The
1: doctor's wrong. You're going to have to find a way to supplement those vitamins, vitamins and minerals or yeah. if nothing else, uh, work on restoring the health of your soil uh, that you're growing your own fresh fruits and vegetables on and, and depend on that. So that. And that's where I made a decision to change my career path uh from that of uh wellness over to soils and because i i realized that if i was going to have a significant impact in my lifetime that i needed to focus i needed to focus on soils i needed to fix the problem with soils and that's that was the beginning of the company's soil secrets and we're talking about uh, the middle 1980s
0: mm-hmm. you you told me that you actually did some serious research into uh, uh humic acid too right or humus as such
1: Yes, uh, I, um, you know, there's this, uh, in the world of agriculture, fertilizer type products, uh, fertilizer companies sell humic acid to farmers. And I began doing some uh, reading up on the, uh, what literature I could find on humic acids. And I discovered that, that actually humic acids have never been described And uh, in other words, no scientist of merit has ever actually found the molecule of humic acid and described what it is. So I decided that I wanted to pursue that research and see if I could if I could uh, find it and describe it. So between 1998 and 2011, I worked on that. And uh, basically, with the help of the National Nuclear Labs in New Mexico and the equipment that they have, we studied the uh, carbon of soils and uh, purified, it, purified the carbon out of soils and then did what we called a molecular characterization of that carbon and found that there is in fact a marvelous uh, chemistry of carbon-based molecules that develop in the soil through chemical reactions and, and that using the term humic acid really doesn't do it justice. Uh, the term humic acid is really too simplistic. These, these molecules are very complex. They are supramolecular in behavior, and they are the result of chemical reactions that take place in the soil. They are not the result of just the decomposition of dead stuff, uh, compost and uh, vegetation, detritus, etc. That's not where they're coming from. They're coming from a much more uh, complex chemical reaction taking place in the soil. And they really define the very essence of what a healthy soil is.
0: So is that sort of like a living thing in a way? Or or is the, mm. is, yeah. is it definable or is it changing?
1: Well, they're supramolecular. And supramolecular means that... Uh, there's different shapes and sizes of these molecules and they will organize together into a much larger structure. And they'll do this without an outside influence. So there is an intelligence, if you will, a chemical intelligence, if you will, that is causing that to happen. And and once they come together as a bigger structure, uh, they are very powerful and have a tremendous influence on soils on the structure of soil, on the health of soil, on how uh, microbes and crops and, you know, vegetation can live in that soil. You you know, you can take a really terribly damaged soil, like mine tailings, and by simply adding these substances to that, you can turn it into a living soil rapidly. So are they alive? Well, they- um, As if they they were- they generate electricity and uh, they are they're massive structures of induced magnetic fields. So we're getting into some pretty complex stuff there, but
0: um, they're they're just they're pretty cool. They they behave as though they were some consciousness driving it, right?
1: Yeah, you know, so supermolecular molecular uh, is sort of like if you were to take a, a jigsaw puzzle of the of the Mona Lisa a thousand pieces and you dumped it on the floor, a big pile of pieces, every piece has its place in that puzzle. And that's the only spot that that piece fits. And so if you were to dump the the, the puzzle on the floor and then you left and went, went to lunch, and after lunch, you came back, the puzzle put itself together. That's what's happening here in the case of this chemistry is that the puzzle is putting itself together into this bigger structure. That's what's super molecular. uh, uh, I'm kind of grossly oversimplifying it, but that's really what it is.
0: It it kind of suggests that there's some kind of a higher consciousness, higher intelligence driving this bus, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Yep, sure is. So um, when you look at the... products that are being sold as humic acids uh, they do not have this characteristic you know we also analyze them looking for the same thing and and they don't contain it
0: Mm. okay and so you may be getting some benefits but it's not quite the same thing
1: correct correct
0: Mm. all right well i guess i better have my uh, product that we call humic acid sent to you to uh, Take a look at and tell me if I'm overstating my uh, benefits or not, right?
1: Because we have,
0: <laughs> we have, stu- there are studies out there, right? There are scientific studies that talk about I have used humic acid or I have used fulvic acid and I have done this and that. And I mean, there are studies that show that it affects uh, viral expression. There are studies that it affects how people detoxify, how. Their immune system is able to tell this apart from that, or de- well. yeah,
1: yeah. There are studies uh, that that uh, do de- uh, definitely demonstrate those uh, benefits, but it's also important to understand that the the method of analyzing fulvic or humic acid by the uh, the laboratory industry, uh, both the uh, laboratories that are owned by commercial entities as well as universities, that there is no standard method of analysis to find those things and uh, there are methods that are accepted by certain government entities like the state of california says well you have to use the cdfa method of analysis which is a method that they uh, accept or the humic trade association method and we will accept the lower of the two uh, numbers and so if you're analyzing your product for example for humic acid and the, the CDFA method said, well, it contains 5%. And the Humic Trade Association met, method says, well, it contains 6%. Then the state of California, when you register that product, is only going to allow you to use the 4% number. Yes. But you yeah. might use another method, called, uh, like a, an international method uh, in, in another country, and it comes out at 15%. And so the problem is, is that there's no standardization in how we analyze and look for the so-called humic acid or fulvic acid. In the state of California, fulvic is not even allowed. Um, they don't accept it. And
0: uh, It doesn't accept so, yeah.
1: yeah, it's not an accepted term at all. Uh, and in, and in, the, in the world of professional chemistry, fulvic is not accepted either. So what is fulvic? I mean, I, I can take uh, oxidized lignite, also known as humate or lindardite, or peat moss, and I can run uh, uh, hot water through it and collect off a yellow liquid.
0: Yes.
1: And the word fulvic comes from the Greek fulvate, which means yellow. And so I'm going to get this yellow extract by rinsing it through those materials. And if I stick a pH meter in there, the pH is going to be really low, acidic. Yes. Therefore, I could say, well, it's an acidic yellow water. Yes. Therefore, it's fulvic acid. Because you
0: started by washing through some old uh, deposit, okay.
1: Yeah, so that's how we got that term. But is there a molecule in that yellow water that we can actually describe and publish in the cash registry, uh, which is the compendium database of professional chemistry? The answer is no. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing uh, in that yellow water. That could be providing you a health benefit if you were to use it as a nutraceutical. Yeah. Um, I would be dead wrong if I said that.
0: Yeah, I hear you, and that's an interesting sidebar. So let's get back to what Soil Secrets is really up to. Like the way the way I understand you is, uh, you stand for helping people create independence, create food security, create yeah. health security right
1: that's absolutely correct i you know a lot of us like to talk about a lot of things going wrong in this world and uh, some people might talk about climate change and and uh, other people talk about violence and uh, some talk politics etc in in my in my thoughts uh, what we are really facing which is the more imminent danger is food security And, and, you know, you look at third world countries, uh, African nations that are trying to grow food in order to feed millions and millions of people. Um, And if if we were to interfere with the the old fashioned technique of growing food by introducing modern agriculture like we've done here in the United States, I think that'll be a disaster Mm. Uh, because modern agriculture here in the United States has destroyed our soils.
0: Yeah, I actually would like to butt in here. My favorite saying is, we're running this industrial food production experiment, and it's going exceedingly badly. We it's have, yes. Yes. Yeah, we have, it, we have the
1: yeah. yeah, the analysis work I did uh, 38 years ago or 39 years ago or whenever it was, uh, proving that uh, we are losing nutrition in our food exemplifies that point. How bad is it now? I haven't tested food recently, but I'll bet you it's worse than it was in 1981 or 82 or 83. Yeah. So uh, we certainly don't want to be introducing uh, genetically modified crops to Africa, uh, high yield uh, um, acid-based fertilizers and, and uh, great big giant uh, tractors and all the stuff that we did here in the United States because we've ruined our souls in the United States.
0: Yeah this is a this is a big deal right like we're yeah. losing topsoil because of erosion and we yeah. so are murdering the microbes using glyphosate and other chemicals
1: just crushing the soils with the big machinery and subsoiling and plowing and laser leveling and all the things that we do uh, has been very destructive to our our soils my father explained it to me uh, in a a way that made a lot of sense to me when I was only 13 years old, back in 1968. My father was a farmer and uh, a brilliant man. Um, I I, I admired him tremendously and followed him as much as I could to learn uh, all I could. And in 1968, I was uh, wanting to compete in the uh, 4-H soil judging contest here in New Mexico. And my dad uh, agreed to teach me how how to judge soil and being a farmer and also being the John Deere uh, implement guy uh, he understood soils so we were out digging holes in the ground and and he was showing me how to uh, manipulate the, the the texture of the soil to your your fingertips and discriminate between uh, sand silt clay loam etc and uh, to Uh, estimate the percentages of each of those different particle sizes and uh, while we were doing this he scooped up a handful of of, uh, soil and was looking at it and he said to me you know Michael everything we do in farming is wrong and it destroys this we need to do a better job of taking care of our soil that had a very profound effect on me and, uh, and it, you know, I, I, I don't know why I, I didn't uh, from the very beginning, make it my life's ambition, my life's work to fix that problem. So I kind of went in a roundabout way, uh, studying science and uh, studying human health and wellness. And, you know, behind me here is a chart of all the metabolic pathways in the, in the human body very complex. I had to learn all of that while I was in college. Mm -hmm. and uh, But as a result of learning that and also learning um, a little bit about soils, it gave me a greater appreciation for uh, how significant the life of the soil really is and and how this plays a role in our own physiology. So thank goodness I had the dad I had.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. My yeah. dad was a, was a veterinarian, so I had uh, some exposure to that sort of thing, too, and I followed him around. And so the other statement that I, I was thinking of is that uh, we have food that's cheaper than it's ever been, and we're getting exactly what we're paying for. Yeah. Not much, right? Right. Yeah, nutrient-poor calorie rich we have all kinds of calories coming with the corn soy wheat whatever we're growing at these gigantic uh, farms with really high yields but all it's giving us is a bit of starch right
1: well when i was in college a long long time ago we called that empty calories of course we were referring to donuts and uh uh, uh, Twinkies and you know bad stuff like that. When we talk about empty calories, but but in truth, uh, all of our food um, is empty calories because it's not nutrient dense. And and as a result of that, um, we don't satisfy ourselves, and we're eating. Our, our body is craving nutrition. It's it's craving amino acids. It's craving vitamins. It's craving minerals. And 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 it doesn't the craving doesn't stop until you satisfy that need so you keep eating until you satisfy the need but the problem is that if you're eating eating food of empty calories you don't satisfy the need and what happens to us
0: yeah how much we broccoli have. yeah how much broccoli do i have to eat never mind how many donuts the don right. number of donuts is infinity right right <laughs> the number of broccoli is still too high because I will have too much roughage relative to the nutrients. Correct? Yeah. I yeah, guess. To, so
1: have, yeah. So we have an obesity problem.
0: Yeah. So my my line would be the quality of your life, your health, will reflect the uh, quality of your uh, electrolyte. Yeah. Right? Like we we ourselves is the water with minerals in it right? Like mm-hmm. sodium, calcium, potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, whatever, all of that soup that the doctor will check when they ch- test your blood that has to come from someplace,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Electrolytes are very important. And, uh, without electrolytes, you know, uh, water, water is not a conduit for electricity. Right. You gotta have electric- you have to- and we're just a great big bag of water.
0: Right. And so, so- uh, so the life itself is expressing yes. itself through, well, the amino acids and the minerals and all the other stuff. So going back to the food security then, soil secrets, right? Like that's where you stand. You will help me and my family to grow food that is worth growing, right? Right.
1: Yeah. we We work with homeowners uh, all over the United States and uh, we give them the tools that they need in their toolbox to be able to take their garden soil and turn it into a healthy living soil so that they can grow their own food. and uh, now we also use the same the same uh, science, the same molecular biology to repair soils that have been damaged by perhaps hurricanes that that caused a uh, an ocean surge of salty water that comes on the land, and all the salts destroy the vegetation. And until you get rid of those salts in that soil, you're you're going to have trouble growing healthy vegetation. Well, we use the same um, molecular biology to repair that kind of land as as we would repairing the victory garden that you have in your backyard, right. and or repairing uh, a brownfield. Uh, site maybe an old factory site that they've contaminated the ground with uh, diesel fuel and other types of oils etc and uh, we can we can correct that as well
0: Mm -hmm. so what's that look like do okay let's just define it so you have either the gardener who's growing their own little plot or you have a single owner small farmer or you can probably do business with a big-scale farmer if they want to get ecological, right?
1: That's right. We do all the above.
0: All right. Yeah. So, if what does it look like? Do I send true. you a Do I send you a bag of my dirt?
1: No, I don't even need that. Uh, it's going to work no matter what the dirt is. Uh, if it's a clay-based dirt or a sand-based dirt or a silty loam or it's going to work. It's always to, it's always going to have a positive benefit.
0: So, what's that look like? Do I buy a bag of your stuff?
1: It's uh, we basically cre- we have what we call a uh, healthy soil gardening kit, and the healthy soil gardening kit is composed of two major items. Within the two major items, we've included ingredients. Uh, for example, we've included, uh, beneficial bacteria that your soils need to have the bacteria that associate with the roots of your plant and make it easier for that plant to grow there. So we've added those bacteria in there. Uh, we've added that, the uh, carbon molecular substance that I talked about earlier that is super molecular that's in there. We've added trace minerals. They're in there. And, uh, so we have, uh, it, That particular product is called uh, for lack of a better term and probably an overused term, a soil activator. And then we have uh, uh, the second part of this uh, gardening kit is the soil food. This is an amino acid based product that is going to provide the building blocks of life that the microbiology is going to need in order to grow more microbiology And turn that dirt into a healthy soil so it's two things soil activator soil food put together yeah they're they're granular you can spread it by hand. Um, It's not toxic to you Uh, there's no there's nothing harmful in it and uh, by just simply scattering it on the ground uh, where you're going to plant your garden and watering it in. You've done it. All right, Very, very, very simple.
0: So uh, compare this to me going into the local garden center and buying me a bag of maybe humic and back of rock dust, that sort of stuff, right?
1: That will not be a soil activator.
0: Right. Well, I'm I'm wanting you to explain it to the beginner gardener to say why.
1: Because the humic is not going to contain the Uh, the molecular essence of what uh, the soil needs. What the soil needs are these carbon molecules that are generating electricity called uh, through a process called an induced magnetic field. And so the humate or humic product does not have that characteristic. It might have minerals, um, but it doesn't have uh, the mechanism of action that is gonna change that soil in the way that I'm describing it. So the uh, this this is a unique and exclusive science of soil secrets. We're the only ones in the world to actually do this type of work. Uh, and we did it through a, a, a contract with uh, the uh, National Nuclear Labs in New Mexico, a contract called a commercial proprietary information contract, which means I own the information. The national labs do not own this. We simply just hired them to let us use their machinery, uh, their analysis machinery, and uh, to to do this research. All right. Yeah, and I I have the knowledge, I have the formula, uh, the recipe, if you will, to replicate uh, these molecules in a manufacturing process so that they are bioidentical to what you find in nature. Right. And that's not what you're going to find in human.
0: Right. So for a typical family garden setting, how does the how is it reflected in its cost effectiveness?
1: Very cost effective. You're talking pennies a square foot. Okay. Not expensive at all.
0: All right. Awesome. And so is this applied every year or how do you do that?
1: Yeah, we generally recommend that it be applied at the beginning of each growing season. And uh, um, unless you have a really, really lousy, lousy soil, you know, in the where I live in New Mexico and in the desert southwestern states, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, western Texas, uh, southern Utah, Nevada, we run into a lot of. Um, uh, very alkaline soils that are high in sodium and high in salinity, and uh, and those might take some extra effort and a little bit more material than than uh, a better soil, you know, that you might find in uh, uh, Nebraska or uh, yeah. Pennsylvania or someplace yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, places that used to be a prairie, right?
1: Yes, right.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, for for a farmer, what's that look like?
1: Well, farming is different. You know, with farming, um, we actually separate out the microbiology from the chemistry. And so we can actually sell a farmer, um, depending on what they need, uh, we might sell them just the mycorrhizal fungi. Mycorrhiza are beneficial fungi that associate with the roots of plants and that make the plant healthier. Uh, and better able to sequester the minerals from the soil. So a lot of the minerals of the soil are not in a form the plant can utilize. They're they're chemically bound up. Well, mycorrhizal fungi can unbound those minerals and uh, make it uh, accessible for the plant. So it might be what the farmer wants to use is the, the spores of the mycorrhizal fungi, which they would dust on the seed before they plant that seed. And uh, that's gonna cost the farmer roughly $27, $28 an acre to do that. And that might be the only thing that they do. Um, But the farmer might also have some serious spots in their fields that have become very compacted, uh, compacted from machinery or compacted from um, the soil collapsing on itself because of sodium. Sodium that came from the irrigation water, or maybe it was just native to that spot. Um, And so we can put the carbon matrix molecules on that spot in the field, and it will open up the structure of the soil and uh, make it more um, porous, so that the water can percolate through it, and oxygen can penetrate down, and and then we can grow something there.
0: Right.
1: So we have to look at the needs of the farmer and to make a decision as to what which tool in the toolbox are we going to use
0: right and of course what they will see back from there is phenomenal yields right
1: improved yields absolutely uh you know for example one of our clients is a large uh, wine grower in baja mexico and uh, if you're not familiar with baja mexico it's desert it's extremely hot in the summer it does not rain in the summer and there is no surface water. there's no rivers to be able to harvest water from to be able to irrigate. So this means they have to they have to pump water out of the ground in order to irrigate. And that water quality is not the best water. it's It's generally high in salinity and sodium. So the longer that you irrigate with that type of water, the more uh, salinity and sodium will accumulate in your soil until eventually you reach a point of cascading failure yeah. and you're you're going to have to stop farming on that spot yeah. so what we did with this wine grower is we put down the carbon matrix which can correct those things and uh, and this is what happened now we put down a thousand pounds of this carbon per mile of drip irrigation line or per mile of a row of grapes yeah and the irrigation frequency required to grow those grapes changed from, instead of the farmer or rancher, it was a ranch, uh, instead of them needing to irrigate once every five days, if they tried to go six days, the vines would begin to wilt mm-hmm. and drop leaves. And so they had to irrigate every five days during the heat of the summer. And, and so instead of having to irrigate once every five days, they were able to stretch the irrigation out to once every 21 days. A huge change in the
0: that's, that's amount gigantically of water. That's
1: different. Gigantic difference, and the yield, the tonnage, the production of grapes went up fifty nine percent.
0: Okay, so you get one and a half times the yield, and you get to use a quarter of the water.
1: Yeah. Right. And the quality of the grapes improved also. Yeah. So this really changed the economics of that, of that particular, uh, uh ranch, uh, <laughs> making that ranch uh, much more profitable.
0: So he's practically kissing your feet, right?
1: Yes. He treated the entire ranch. And, uh, so it works. And, and this is something that we are going to see happen everywhere in the Western part of the United States, where water is becoming an issue. Yeah. Uh, where there's, there's a limited amount of water, where the soil quality is changing because of of salinization.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, and this, by the way, salinization problem, the salting of the earth, is worldwide.
0: Yeah, uh, the word Carthage comes to mind. Romans, yes, Romans went right. to Carthage, Carthage so, salted their soil, and that was the end of the empire.
1: That was the end of the empire, exactly. So we're seeing a salinization of of agriculture soils everywhere we're seeing it in india china africa south america uh, north america uh, canada everywhere it's happening everywhere and and the worse it gets the closer we are to the end yeah and this is why i say food security that is our imminent and immediate problem that we're facing as a as a human race yeah. and we yeah. better we better uh, change up, our direction
0: yeah so how do you relate to regenerative farming?
1: Regenerative farming? We're just more aggressive. And uh, regenerative farming takes a slower pace attitude uh, that by doing common sense things uh, such as no-till farming and right. using cover crops and uh, uh, compost, etc., cetera, that you're going to get on the journey to better soil health. And that's all well and good. We should be doing that, but uh, we have an immediate need right now that requires a more immediate action.
0: Yeah, we
1: got to be, we got to get much more aggressive. Uh-huh. You know, the Soil Conservation Service, what we now call the NRCS, the Natural Resource and Conservation Service. They changed the name a few years back. Uh, very expensive process changing all the letterhead, um, but the Soil Conservation Service, which goes way back, you know, to uh, the 1940s, even 1930s, uh, basically was teaching and preaching regenerative farming. Yeah. How successful has that been?
0: Well, Not very. well. the chemical industry has a right. lot of lobby power, and unfortunately, the subsidies are stacked in the wrong way, right? Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's com- completely a Congress fault which is the money fault, right? Money in politics will tilt the playing field and cause these, what shall we call them? Strategically failing decisions to be made, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Soul Secrets is not a multiple billion dollar company. Um, I can't fund um, a large agriculture college at uh, at a university um, and build buildings for them and so um you know a a large chemical company and i'm not going to name any names but uh you you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah well we we know seven of them right starts with starts with Bayer and uh, goes on down from there
1: and and those are big companies that have lots of money and they can they can build you know a large agriculture building for a university they can fund research uh for and there's there's an expression that we use in science when you're reading research, and the expression is "consider the source."
0: Yeah, right. And in the old times, it was uh, "follow the money."
1: And follow the money. So if 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 I were to go to a university and say, um, "Study my science," um, and uh, let me let me convince you that this is the right way to go. And turn your back on that big uh, that big agriculture. They're never going to do
0: it. Of course not, because uh, the president of the university and the te- the st- teaching staff, and yeah. half of the tuition, is uh, salted by this influence, right?
1: The endowments, the you know, who's paying for that that football program, right? And so, so, know-
0: but here's here's the funny part. We all are going to go hunger because of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: So, so, we're going to be without water, right? Like, we already are watching the entire Colorado River basin going practically to nothing. Like, the, the, the way I saw it is the farmland prices are dropping dramatically, right?
1: Yeah. The Colorado River, the Rio Grande, which flows through New Mexico and provides water to Texas and Mexico, yep. um, it's it's uh, compromised. Yep. They were over adjudicated in the first place. You know when they did the compacts uh, to divide up the uh, how much water is Colorado, Utah, Nevada, California, yep. Arizona, and New Mexico going to get out of that rinky dink little river? Um, they they overestimated the the capacity of that river yes by a lot
0: well i like by factor of three yeah
1: yes and so the they uh now that uh we're, we've seen this prolonged drought in the colorado rockies um we're beginning to see the the problem is going to be a serious problem yeah. um and, and and the Colorado River can simply never has been able to meet the total adjudication of that river. They've never met it. But now they're certainly not going to meet it. And, and the Rio Grande, same problem. The major reservoir on the Rio Grande that, that provides the water to Mexico and Texas is Elephant Butte Reservoir, uh, located in center the center of New Mexico. And that poor thing is a puddle. Um, yeah. It's... Sitting at 5% of its capacity. Oh my God. I may never live long enough to see it full again.
0: Right. Yeah. And then I, of course, I get reminded of Central Valley in California, which has been pumping water from the aquifer and have seen soil subsidence of 20, 30 feet in places. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is, once you collapse it, the aquifer will not ever refill because it's collapsed. Right.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's a serious problem, and
0: uh, so, so we're we're looking down at uh, going hungry soon. What's your what's your timeline on that?
1: Well, we've already lost approximately sixty million acres of agricultural land in the United States uh, since the middle nineteen fifties.
0: And sixty, 60 million, million out of what? Well, that? the entire
1: the entire state of California, which is the largest agriculture state in the United States has 27 million, 27 million acres of agriculture.
0: So we've lost million. two Californias.
1: We've lost two Californias in my lifetime.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, so I, I think we're going to see some, um, some major problems in uh, our ability to provide the, uh, Quality nutrition. Well, we're not providing quality nutrition now, anyway. <laughs> that,
0: that, that, that ship has
1: sailed already. That ship has sailed, and, and now it's just going to get really, really so, bad.
0: So I want to come back, circle back to this food security. For you know, our business is called Life Enthusiast. We try to tell people that supplementation is no longer optional, and uh, that. But now it's time to start thinking. Well, what am I going to eat? Really. Because the only thing that's going to be left is calories, right? The the wheat, soil, corn, potato, those will still be available. Yeah. But the the hungry crops like almonds are going away, right? Well, this is why
1: uh, you have to encourage uh, your audience, and I have to encourage my audience, that we cannot depend on the grocery store for our food. Uh, We need to begin growing our own food in our own yard, grow as much of it as you can. And uh, because uh, only then can you control the quality of that food. So, and uh, that's, that's going to become an essential uh, part of our life.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we have the, climate shift happening right there's i mean poor northern mexico is already in serious trouble with water Uh, the rest we just mentioned it's in trouble with water so uh yeah i don't know how many years we have before before significant food shifts shortages start happening right (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's happening it's happening already. We're we're starving to death. We're we are uh our generation. Um, uh, I just I just buried a uh, an aunt yesterday, who lived in ninety six, and her husband lived to one hundred. And uh, my generation, uh, her nephew, I'm her nephew, uh, my brothers and sisters, and my um, you know people of my generation, your generation, the baby boomers. Are probably not going to live as long as our parents.
0: Yeah, because the nutrition's just not as good. That's right. No,
1: and and our children are probably not going to live as long as us. Same problem.
0: Unless they change their ways.
1: Unless they change their way, and uh, and so this is why I made a decision way back in the early 1980s to change my career away from that company that is working with corporations trying to get their employees healthy. I changed my focus away from that and moved over to the bigger picture, which is soil health. You know I, I have to work on on uh, giving uh, an opportunity to farmers to fix the problem and uh, provide them with good science, good good uh, inputs that are going to fix that problem. And, that, and that's why soil secrets exists.
0: Mm-hmm. So the money that's normally sent over to fertilizer, or herbicide, or pesticide, or heavy machinery, because you need a bigger, stronger tractor because your soil is so compacted, you can't pull it with your twenty-five horsepower anymore, right? That's right. All that, all that money can be put back in the soil, just like you described. One and a half times the yield and quartered the expense. that's right. yeah,
1: yeah. we can do it. We have we, we just have to be able to um, you know if, if you if you don't know that a certain product exists, then you don't have the opportunity to buy it. yeah, right? So you need to know that that you know that 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 substance, that product, that material, that service, or whatever. you got to know that it exists, and that requires marketing. Yeah. and, uh, and, well, and uh, here yeah. we
0: are you know this is a really interesting point where the media itself, you know the television channels, newspapers, Google, Facebook, the major ones, they all have been bought by the large corporations. Yeah. The same corporations that are promoting this death by chemistry are owning the medium. And so we're all stuck talking to one another here, trying to convince each other and the listeners as they come one at a time. Yes. That they need to start thinking about their individual responsibility. And my my own little pulpit is, please people, remember that where you're voting with your wallet is really important because money is like oxygen in the economy. So wherever you put your money is that's what will expand. So if you push your money into chemical stuff, it will expand until it will collapse because it's, a death industry not a life industry
1: yeah
0: i don't know how would you say it
1: i would say it the same way all right you know i i, I i'm uh, i'm on the same page as you are
0: yeah so,
1: um, um so you know we just have to use uh uh the platforms that are still available to us to be able to spread the message
0: yeah and dust off the old grandmother recipes and the ways of before the industrial revolution took off like a mad horse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have the same I have the same situation in the nutritional supplement ways where we are trying to get the message across and we're hampered every step where where we go because of, of the economic pressures that I just mentioned. But we need to, you need, you, the listener, would want to realize nutritional density supports life. You can either supplement it or create it.
1: Yes. Right. But yeah, there's no getting around it.
0: Yep. Soilsecrets.com. Go there.
1: Soilsecrets.com and uh, uh, visit us and. uh, contact us if you have questions we're uh we're very uh we're very reachable you know so um been doing this a long time uh longer than anyone else that I know of
0: yeah so, the, Vic- the victory garden com- concept is going to be back in yeah with vengeance
1: <laughs> yeah I hope so you know it's uh i'm i'm uh twenty miles south of the city of Albuquerque city Albuquerque is a city roughly of uh 700,000 people and uh you know there's a lot of independent uh uh single single dwelling homes or single unit homes in albuquerque and uh and i i imagine everybody having a garden everybody can you imagine how much food we can produce uh if everyone had a garden
0: yeah, if every house had a quarter acre of uh, productive yeah. soil,
1: yeah. Anybody who's ever grown a, a tomato plant um, discovers that they have more tomatoes than they can eat, and they're giving tomatoes away to their to their friends and neighbors off of a single plant. Yeah, and so well, let's just grow an entire uh, uh, cornucopia of uh, food.
0: Yeah, the biggest challenge I have is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything comes ripe at the same time like right now for example in my area there's such abundance of fruit you can't possibly cope with it
1: you have to buy a dehydrator i guess and uh so you have to do dehydration of your fruit you have to can it um you have to get back to uh where we were a hundred years ago or 200 years ago and uh yeah it's uh it's work but you know um, I go to the grocery store and uh, I, I, I grab a single garden, a, a single cart and go through and I pick up my essentials. The cart's not even full and I have th- a three hundred dollar bill.
0: Right.
1: Three hundred dollars. I'm a I'm a single uh, person and I'm not feeding my children anymore. They're grown yeah. and uh, off they're adults and off on their own. And yet I have three hundred dollars, and and I'll probably go back another three times a month, at least. Yeah. And so I'm looking at nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month in just essential groceries. Yes. Can you imagine a family? Um, you know, maybe the mother and a father are school teachers, and they've got three children. What kind of a grocery bill they have? I know. I watch. and now, you know, you look at uh, the cost of uh, even driving to the grocery store. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: yeah, that. And, well, all right. I think, I think we've made our point.
1: Yeah, we made our point. So we got to simplify our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, slow and, down. Uh, slow down, work a little uh, less out there and work a little more in here. Yes. By creating your own security. Food, That's right. Food is a good thing. That's right. All right, and you can grow it even in pots on the balcony, and and you can create soil beds on top of a building, and yeah, it's possible. It's doable.
1: I have many many customers that do it that way. That they don't have a yard. They live in a townhouse, and but they do have a patio, and they do it in uh, in containers so yeah it's exciting
0: all right michael melendez soilsecrets.com
1: thank you martin
0: this is life enthusiast -enthusiast life-enthusiast.com martin patella here call me at 866-543-3388
1: let's do it again thank you